Welcome to Adoptive Brothers Podcast. In this week's episode, we are going to hear Gerald's adoption story. Now, here's your hosts, Gerald Beard and Craig Greeno. How you guys doing? This is Gerald. And this is Craig. So yeah, I'm just going to start off with the verse. 1 Corinthians 13, uh, verse 8. Prophecy and speaking in unknown languages and special knowledge will become useless, but love will last forever. Now our knowledge is partial and incomplete, and even the gift of prophecy reveals only part of the whole picture. But when the time of perfection comes, these partial things will become useless. When I was a child, I spoke and thought and reasoned as a child. But when I grew up, I put away childish things. Now we see things imperfectly like puzzling reflections in a mirror. But then when we will see everything with perfect clarity, all that I know is partial and incomplete. But then I will know everything completely, just as God now knows me completely. Three things will last forever, faith, hope, and love. And the greatest of these is love. So I just want to start us off with a verse to get us in the right headspace, as well as um, just some words of encouragement. I like that verse, Jerry. Appreciate that, Craig. Thanks. So yeah, so I'm just going to jump in, get you guys uh, the story about uh, how or why I was adopted, as well as uh, kind of how it intertwines with my struggles with following God, and then as well as just my struggles in life in general, and my accomplishments, and just the the things I I, uh, hold dearly in my heart, just because of who I am, my DNA. And then as well as kind of how it, uh, you know, intertwines with adoption. Um, so yeah, so again, uh, my name is Gerald. Uh, I was uh, born in July of uh, 1987. I'm from Denver, Colorado. My uh, biological family, I'll t- tell you guys my brother's names, but my uh, m- mom and na- my mo- biological mom's name, I will keep that confidential just to kind of save her thing. But, um, but yeah, so um, I did have a brother, a biological brother. His name was Ty, as well as a biological sister. Her name was Sheena. Um when um everything kind of went down as i'll tell you guys the story uh we did get separated and didn't really have any contact with them um basically through about my whole life uh until about until i was about 21 uh and then sheena did kind of come back into the picture don't really see her she lives in another state uh, but we do you know at least talk if may if not once a week maybe you know at least once a month but yeah so that's kind of with, uh, with the biological family but i'll, I'll start in with the story so of why i was adopted well i was adopted when i was a baby there was a scenario with my mom biological mom she got angry i was in the assumption that uh, my sister had done something that she asked her not to do and she kind of just lost her temper and uh this kind of look in detail kind of how it happened or all that stuff but um she ended up killing her murdering her um in the sense of rage and she was five years old her her name was phoenix um she was my older sister and yeah so that's kind of how it went down um, i don't know you know when i was adopted in that scenario of you know months or you know how what the timeline is with that but i know i was adopted uh you know pretty much after that it uh, definitely changed my life just in different areas and different uh you know different she's changed i guess the way you think the way you just do things um, and I don't know it was a baby, but like I said, um, just through adoption, there's just different stages on how you grow and how you see things differently and just didn't really realize how much that impacted me through my life until I, you know, you know, got to a point where I was broke and, you know, had feelings and had all these weird things that I never had before and, you know, was just kind of overwhelmed with pain and didn't know why. And so... Um, talking to counselors as well as just talking to other people kind of opened up like just kind of figuring out that a lot of the the pain uh, that I felt uh, was attached to that just because when I talked about it or when I do stuff with it you know made me free just make me you know think about a, a lot of stuff and you know you just I mean you know when you're in that situation or when you have stuff that's really deep or stuff you don't want to talk about uh, when someone wants you to talk about it or kind of when you're forced to talk about it it's it's a lot it's, it's a draining it's something you can like 
you know, physically feel. I mean, they feel like you've been crying all day, like that type of feeling. I just kind of knew it was attached to something with um, adoption or something with that in that situation that was never healed. And like I said, I was born in 87, so I am 35 right now. So uh, just getting to that point, you know, took me a long time. It wasn't something that I found out overnight or something. It's something I'm learning as of today. Learning as you grow. Yeah, learning as I grow. <laughs> and as you get older. Yes, for sure. So, yeah, so that's kind of that in that, in that little uh, nutshell. But um, I guess another thing is, I was, uh, and I'll just kind of go through, of you know, instances of kind of just keeping on track of this. And then I'll jump to my family, as I call it now, that, you know, live with and that, you know, raise me and do all that stuff. But I'll get into all that good stuff here in a sec. But I just wanted to let you guys know of how... um how I found God in that situation um, of being adopted and kind of just how it, it kind of shaped who I am and kind of shaped the things I do um, because I was adopted and things I didn't realize I did uh, until, you know, until you get older and you kind of see tendencies and stuff like that. And there's a couple of things that I, that I had it is, is uh, friendships, um, just of how, of how friendships mean, like, mean almost like, you know, they're really important to me in the sense of like the brotherhood and like finding that family you know, like like I like adopted them into my family per se, in 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 that sense, and I kind of just I've always kind of thought of it that way, um, of friends, and I take it really passionate passionate to me, and it's something I take you know super serious in my life in the sense of, you know, I don't I call everybody my friend, I don't call everybody you know my you know stuff like that because it's something that I I take dearly, and it's something that you know in the sense of I earn I feel like I I've earned friendships in the sense of how I act and you know how I you know just how you do things you know because it's you know people's time is valuable and people um, are valuable so it's how you treat them and how you you know you do things for myself is how I kind of perceptive how you earn a friendship and you know and, and make friends and do stuff like that so I just really through adoption of being hurt kind of um, abandoned in a sense um, I just, I just really uh, cherish friendships because it's something that's extremely special to me, um, and the friends that I do have have been in my life, you know, for ten plus years, seeing kids, their kids grow, you know, and just been, been a lot of ups and downs in their life, and you know, know their story and it's part of their story as well as they're part of mine. And then uh, just being loyal, um, I take that extremely important as well is just being loyal, and I feel like that comes from adoption as well, just because you know your parents. That basically, then they need to be in a sense of loyal to their kids, and the sense of to, you know, be their sense of protection. I mean, they're, they're, that's all they have. So, just loyal is kind of for myself is the kind of the the foundation that's in the middle of everything else of what parenting is. I mean, loyal kind of comes one in hand with it. You know, I felt like once again that you were let down. You know, I wasn't loyal. You know, people make mistakes, and I've made you know, more than my hand can count. Um, so it's nothing on you know my mom, my biological mom for doing that but she still did. And so that's just kind of how it is. And so by the sense of she wasn't loyal to me. And so once again, I take that super important to myself because, uh, you know, and like I said, I didn't know that some that I've learned through all my life that I've, you know, I am loyal to people sometime to a fault. You know, that's just something that I hold dearly is just being loyal to someone, uh, you know, having that 10 years with someone where you've been a good friend and, you know, you've done stuff for them, just knowing that they can count on you. They don't have to, you know, know if you're going to do it or not do it or, you know, wonder if you're going to do this or do that. They are, you know, they already know you like in the back of their hand, like they know he's going to do that. They know he's going to show up. They know he's going to do a good job. Like he's, he's, he's the guy. I've always just loved that feeling um, when you earn that with a person. And then I guess the last is uh, just taking time, taking time with people. 
maybe your parents or friends or family or whoever, you know, work, you know, go see the coolest concert, you know, all that stuff is fun. But at the end of the day, it's like, I've always just cherished just that one-on-one time with people to actually get to know people, uh, actually hear their story, uh, you know, find what makes them happy, you know, find things that makes them tick. It's so important to me. And like I said, as a kid, I didn't realize it's something I knew I liked and, you know, I didn't really know how to put a hand on it. But as I got older, I started seeing like, oh, okay, that's something I cherish. I cherish people's time and I cherish talking to people and I cherish that more to myself as I'm talking about me, you know, more than gold and stuff like that is just, it doesn't mean anything to me. It's people's time is always been super important to me. And I feel like that has to do with adoption and the sense of, of losing time. You know, I've said, uh, I don't know if I said that, but I have gotten contact with my biological mom because you know, she did go to prison uh, for about my whole life. Um, she did get out, uh, let's say three years ago, four years ago. And like I said, I'm 35. So basically, you know, my whole life, um, she basically in jail, um, but she did get out. We've, we've started relationship, um, you know, talking here and there uh, on a messenger and stuff like that. But it's, you know, it's just, it's good to have that time, but it is, there is a lot of lost time. And, you know, so that's just another thing of why adoption has intertwined in my life. And another thing that I saw is, is taking taking time with people because you can lose it and you don't get it back. You can start again and do all that good stuff, but when time's lost, it's it's lost. And so, yeah, so those are just a couple things that how I've kind of, that I've seen in my life, how adoption is intertwined of, and I, and I, everything that I've said right there to myself, I feel like those are good qualities. Those are qualities that I could turn into, you know, you know, and I am a good friend and yeah. I am loyal. Those are good qualities, being loyal and having strong friendships. Yeah. So I just feel like, you know, once again, like I've turned something bad um, into good. And, you know, like I said, we talked about in the first episode of how God, you know, intertwines into adoption and he makes everything for the good. And I mean, that shows it right there um, of why I said, you know, there's different stages of, of adoption. Because when I was first adopted, I was ashamed. I'll be honest. Um, just because you, you, in your head as a kid, <clears throat> you feel like you're let, you know, you're let go by your family. I mean, that's pretty big, um, cause it's the first people that actually, you know, can get you and they have you and they didn't want you. And so regardless of the situation when you're a kid, you don't get it. It's just in your head, they didn't want you, you know? So it just goes to those stages. But now, like I said, I'm proud. I'm proud um, to be adopted and proud that, you know, the story, the scars, um, the situation that does. But yeah, so uh, with that being said, I'll, I'll uh, let you guys know. Um, so, like, I was adopted um, as a baby. Like I said, and my my family that I live with now and, you know, that, that are all part of me. My mom's name was Patricia Beard, and my dad's name was Dave Beard. Uh, my older sister was Anna Beard, uh, Tim Beard, Luke Beard, Heidi Beard, and then myself. They're all... Uh, so you're the baby. Yeah, I'm the baby. <laughs> I have a little bit of them. Each of me, definitely, for sure. We, we had a great family. I, I honestly, I, I think, you know, we had our bad days and good days, but I, you know, I feel like we had a lot of more good days than bad days. And my mom and dad were good parents, you know, gave us good lessons, went to church and I did the best they could. I guess that's all you can do. And my, uh, my dad did leave. My mom and dad did get a divorce when I was younger. I, I don't know the exact date, but I know I was probably around 11 or 12, uh, maybe even younger. Um, I just know it was a critical point in my life. Uh, when they did get a divorce so it's definitely a hard you know once again another challenge another struggle and in my life you know that you can once again you can use it to hold you down 
which I did for a while, and you know probably still do. But you can or you can turn it around, and that's that's on you. Every situation you have in your life, you can use it for good or bad. And so with that situation, you know, I just uh, it was hard in this, you know, being adopted and and then kind of losing my dad again because he didn't live with us all the time. So I really cling to my mom and going into that of kind of what I'm telling you that is just because that's for myself. My biggest role model is my mom. She just really kind of showed me all the things that I hold dearly, uh, the things I told you of being loyal and stuff like that. On top of that, like hardworking, you know, not giving up um, and the well and as well as um, it's kind of just doing like being helpful, just, just just being a servant, you know, of the Lord, like like he says. But my mom is like a. You know, in a physical form, what I see daily is, is what she does. She serves. She always is willing to help somebody. So that's just kind of, um, you know, the part of my life of, you know, kind of everything kind of winds and goes left and goes right. And you don't see the story until you kind of, you get older. And as you take time to write stuff down and see stuff, you kind of start seeing, oh, maybe that's why this is that way and this is that way. And that's kind of why I was getting into that in the sense of, of, of why I'm telling you about my mom. It's because she's, you know, someone big in my life. And definitely if you know me, you know my mom. <laughs> and yes. So, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so, so that's some stuff about me. I've uh, always uh, loved sports. Uh, just always been a big sports person. If anything, of probably my favorite sport is football. And then basketball, um, I'll, you know, but I'll watch anything. I'll watch lacrosse. I'll watch soccer. I'll do it all. I just, um, I'm big on just competition and I love, uh, just like the underdog stories and really any type of sports stories or someone that just struggle or not struggle, you know, just cause anytime when you have to do something to get to that professional league and any type of thing, you know, you're going to have, um, you got to put hard work in and you have to have long days and, you know, things you have to do that most people wouldn't do. And so I just love that about sports. And then as well as for myself, I love playing it. Um, for the competition and that's just something I like to do but again you know in the sense of why uh, intertwining with adoption is just really touched my heart with sports and why I still to this day take it dearly I watch sports and um, don't play too often anymore but I still love watching them and I'm you know I love love documentaries about sports uh, but the brotherhood just the, um, the, the the brotherhood you had with them again with like a family you know you know, you don't get to choose, you know, it's just some, something where, you know, you meet them the first day and it is kind of awkward and weird, you know, there's kids you don't like, and it's just weird. But, you know, after the season, it's like, after you fought and had those hard games and those good games, those long practices and getting yelled at, it's like, it's something just happens. You don't realize what it is. And at the end of the season, now you got new friends and just weird stuff that just happens. And always to me is money's cool, but stuff to me is what's amazing and stuff that happens when, you don't pay somebody when you don't do anything it just just happens and it's just it's a weird feeling and that's how you know there's to myself there's something bigger than just us because you know to have friends like that and to i mean just right now speaking on i can feel like emotionally feel it because i know i've had bonds with friends in football and you know just different parts of my life I mean, with craig i mean with all kinds of um people in my life where i've had good relationships with and you earn that brotherhood that's earned it's not something that's given it's not something you meet on the first day like oh man you're my brother you know it's it's something that's earned it's something that's we've been friends we've seen down days and good days and he's helped me and i've helped him and you know we definitely earned it and so i just think that's really cool about sports that brotherhood because it's something that's taken very seriously and it uh makes you feel good it's, it's a good feeling so yeah i remember playing sports when i was younger too and 
That is true. You have that brotherhood that, you know, some days it can be a love-hate relationship, yep. you know, but you still are in the trenches with them, doing the games, doing, they're in the practices, and just you form that bond of brothers. Yep. And just like you were telling me, just like it's like another adopted, you know, you're adopting them yeah. into your family. So it's another way to, you know, just to how adoption isn't just on one thing. It can be on multiple uh, things in your life and you can still intertwine it to adoption because yeah. you still did take them into your family. And it's something that's pretty cool. Like, uh, yeah, so I told you I, I do like sports. I do like going outside, do stuff like that. I love hiking from Colorado, like I was saying. I've always been a big uh, hiker. Not too good at fishing, but I do love fishing. I just like being outdoors. I love the the you know just the way you do, how you can smell just the trees and just that fresh air and uh, just being in that you know peace and quiet per se, where you can just kind of hear all the birds and you know the river running and all that stuff is just to me that's that's a peaceful day. That's just like paradise. But yeah. So my uh, I guess I guess I'll, let's go back to the struggles that I've, I've I guess I haven't overcome them because I'm still fighting them every day. But just struggles I've had throughout my life that I've, um, you know, working through. And I know I touched on a little bit, but it's just this sense of uh, being abandoned. And it's something I don't, I don't try to dwell on. Um, but like I said, it is something that's there. It just, it, it comes and goes in the sense of, um, I guess, through relationships, you know, in the sense of family and just certain, certain things throughout life where you can kind of feel it come up. And as the older you get, you can kind of know where it, you get triggered and, and and know how to kind of know that that's just a, something from the past that's kind of come up and trying to bring up past emotions and knowing that that's something that you can, you know, be, be the head of and be on top of it. Let it know that, you know, shut it down. And like I said, that's stuff I'm working on daily. Don't let it control you. Yeah, don't let it control you for sure. Um, but it's just a struggle I had. And, I, you know, I'm not you know, I'm not an expert on nothing. I'm just, you know, I'm just a person that's had experiences. Um, and, and through that, um, that's where I've seen that, that I feel like abandoned kind of comes through, um, I mean, being adopted. And then as well as, I don't know if I touched on that either, but I was uh, adopted into a white family. I am African-American. Um, and that was just a, a struggle um, in the sense of uh, trying to find a place already in my family because I was the youngest, but then trying to find a place in my family as a different race. And so it was kind of just two things that was kind of hard in my family. I didn't know race like that's just kind of how I my family was they didn't do anything like that they were uh, accepted everybody they were nice to everybody they not one type of anything of of not liking somebody of because of something that they had or didn't have and that's you know 100% to my mom and dad because that's how they were raised and that's how this is how it should be and so it wasn't like that type of thing of being different but what made it different is when you go outside and you start seeing that outside noise um and i didn't see it until you know you go to school and stuff like that so uh, my first fight i got in was because of race and that was you know you don't see it once again um but for myself i feel like that was the biggest time that i kind of opened my eyes up that i was different and so then you know from there on you know you don't know how to talk about it you know and i had to go about it but it, it was something that was growing um inside of me you know just being different and definitely blew up when i you know, went to high school, like, you know, I definitely didn't work on it. And then I definitely just kind of, you know, went ape wall. I just started doing my own thing and was trying to find myself in, you know, a hundred different areas. And when you start doing that, you know, you start chasing things and doing things that you shouldn't do. And that's just kind of how life goes. And, you know, everybody's going to do that 
at a sense, you know, when you try to find yourself, but it just kind of, um, I guess, magnifies it when you're adopted and you're doing that because you're already trying to find yourself. And then if you don't, then you're in school trying to find yourself. And it's just like, it's just a whole mixture. It's just, it's, you never really find yourself. And it's like, and, I, and, I, and I'm just talking from my perspective, but that's like, you know, that's just my perspective. And, you know, that that was just, a, that was just something that was hard for me. I definitely overcame it. And, you know, I, I am good with it now. But it's, you know, there was things, you know, like that I just, that were hard for me when I was a kid. You know, like my mom dropping me off and just stupid stuff like that. That I, you know, I love my mom to death and I'd do anything for her. And it was nothing about her. It was just the lie that it was told to me that I fully believed and. That you were scared you were being abandoned yeah, again every yeah. time you were dropped off? Dropped off. And then in a sense, too, it was like, wow, well, I was saying, like, it's just because my mom was white. And I felt like, you know, people looked at me different, treated me different at school. You know, my mom wasn't there. I'm the one getting chopped off. I'm by myself with these people for yeah. eight hours and every day, you know, for the whole year. So it just it started just being, you know, it was a struggle, you know. So, yeah, so, I mean, that was a struggle. And like I said, um, I definitely followed God through my whole life, but I... Um, chased other things so i didn't have my eyes on him for a lot of, big period of my life and so a lot of the struggles took control of my life and then you know you you do things and you know to try to hide the pain and you know try to push it away and just do all these you know things just to try to you know make it through the day and you know you can do that as, as long maybe you know until you go you know, some people we can do it you know weeks months years you know for, for their whole life uh, eventually you know you're gonna have a breaking point and you know it doesn't you don't know when it's gonna be i mean that's why age for myself is a number because it's just it's just different but like for myself i was broke like two three years ago and i just came to the conclusion that you know i, I had a lot of healing to do and i had a lot of struggles still that i hadn't dealt with through me really putting my eye on god um and really just kind of giving it all to him, giving all the struggles that I just mentioned was kind of where I started began healing and kind of seeing, like I said, the stuff I'm talking about it, just why I act that way and why they do do I do the things I do. And not that it's bad, uh, but just kind of how it all just intertwines. But yeah, that's a that's my story, um, definitely in a nutshell. But I just want to let you guys kind of know know me, kind of know uh, you, you know me and Craig kind of. Um, who we are and kind of get personal with you guys uh, if you guys have any questions or concerns or you know anything you want me to clarify you definitely let me know and i'll uh get back to you guys an email or we can definitely talk about it on the next show or something but uh, you guys uh, have a good day and definitely appreciate it so uh i have a question for you yeah how long have we known each other do you even know <laughs> i don't know because for everybody that doesn't know i married jerry's oldest sister anna and we've known each other for about 27 years of jerry's 35 years <laughs> <Yes>. of life <laughs> so Craig can uh, he can verify half the stuff i tell you because he knows me <laughs> i've known him quite a while and it's been a wild ride knowing him all this time and i love him so much as a brother that's awesome i love you too Craig. i really appreciate it all right well i think that that's a wrap for today yeah i'll get us out here with the prayer and then we'll, uh, we'll see you guys next week but uh, I just want to thank you, God, uh, for our listeners. I just want to thank, you know, for them giving the time and effort to, to listen to me. I really appreciate it. And I thank you, God, um, for me and Craig. I thank you just for us to get the opportunity to be able to speak uh, to people that, you know, uh, need help or need healing or, you know, just need something, uh, you know, to find a way. Um, but we, uh, you know, appreciate uh, everything you do for us. And we just put everything in your hand, Jesus. And uh, in your name we pray. Amen. Amen. 
If you have any questions or comments, feel free to reach out to us at the Adopted Brothers Podcast at gmail.com. And if you like this podcast, please rate, share, and subscribe.